You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and it's been about 12 months ago since we had the opportunity to have a chance a chat with Frank Flood, and Frank is the first consul that the Irish government had appointed to Vancouver, to the west of Canada, the Consul General. And uh, Frank has had a full year under his belt at this stage and is looking into year two, and I know it's been a very active and a busy year. Frank, thanks a million for coming along and having a chat with us. You're very welcome, Austin, and thanks for the opportunity to uh, go on your channel. As I said, you're the first one that got to hold the reins out there, so you were were breaking fertile ground. How has that been? It's been, uh, well, it's gone very well, I must say. The Irish community in uh, in BDC have uh, been very welcoming and, and couldn't have been more helpful to, to my wife, Farah, and I. So uh, between their support and their engagement and their, uh, such an active group, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. And it's a genuine honour uh, to work with them here in uh, Vancouver. But perhaps I, I might run through a few of the main uh, events that uh, struck me uh, when I was thinking about what to say today. The concert was set up with three major objectives. One was to support the Irish community, and uh, I estimate there's uh, about 7,000 uh, young Irish people come here um, every year. And then there's the, uh, the business side and the trade side with Brexit. It was to uh, try to diversify our market. And, of course, on the political side, it's, it's to try to engage more with the government in British Columbia and uh, promote bilateral relations in general. So I suppose if we could start on the community side, if that's okay with mm-hmm. you. Indeed. We carried out the, the benchmarking exercise to, to try and find out how many Irish are, are in British Columbia, where are the Irish, and what are the issues facing them. So um, Irish Courtney and the Irish Women's Network carried out a research project and they, they got some advice and input from uh, UBC and um, they've uh, developed a, a very useful uh, website that your listeners uh, may be interested in at irishnbc.ca and the Irish Women's Network brought this forward and they identified um, this maps out and it shows graphically where the Irish groups are in, uh, in British Columbia. Um, it's identified 48 different organizations. Some are small, which is a handful of people in, but others are quite big. And we also have four uh, focus group discussions, um, Eilish and, and myself, and uh, we have a new vice consul here, an excellent officer, Jenny Burke. And Jenny came to us from uh, Bangkok, who is she was the deputy head of mission, so it's great to have Jenny on board now. And... Uh, Jenny and Irish led on the, the community side bringing it to a conclusion and uh, we had focus groups in Prince George in North Vancouver and Burnaby and in uh, Victoria. So we've identified uh, with the focus groups uh, and then we had a survey to try and capture anybody that wasn't at the uh, focus group discussions and we've identified the issues facing uh, the Irish in, in British Columbia and we, we now have a, a sense of what are the concerns, and how the consulate can best work on that side. And on top of all that, there was a lot of cultural events, etc. One of the most enjoyable was actually for the uh, the Pride Parade. We decided we had a lot of us. We were trying out things, and all went very well, and thanks be to God. But we decided we'd have a reception uh, on the Thursday night before the Pride weekend uh, for any Irish members of the community that wanted to come along. We got some Irish Pride t-shirts, and, and we gave them out, and we uh, uh, a very enjoyable night with about um, 40 um, members of the Irish community just before the Pride began, and uh, it was uh, it was very much appreciated, and uh, it was very enjoyable. And um, it, it was uh, 
one of those things that uh, you look back and you say, yeah, I'm glad we did that. Bulletin supported uh, about 20 different initiatives throughout the year, and a lot on the trade side as well. On the trade side, uh, and with great thanks to uh, Larry Quigley and Rory Spillane in the Vancouver chapter of the uh, Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce, that they, they've got going again, and, and, and they are, they're being very active here, and they developed um, an online trade directory. So if, if you go along to, uh, if you Google the Irish Canada Chamber of Commerce in Vancouver, you can actually see the trade directory. And this was commissioned again by the consulate. And again, it was a benchmarking exercise. We wanted to see who uh, who is actually seriously interested in doing trade between Ireland and BC. And then... Um, there's actually over 90 companies listed in that. Frank, if I can, if I can come in and ask uh, here, <clears throat> when you did your focus groups on the community side, you mentioned four communities, and they're rather yeah. diverse from the, from a geographic perspective because, again, sure. BC is huge. And likewise, when yeah. you look at the business, are there particular um, – what, what's bringing the Irish – so diverse in a way throughout BC? Well, I suppose the diversity was on purpose because I, I'm be a Dublin person uh, and a proud Dublin person myself, but very conscious um, that you know BC is a lot more than Vancouver. And there are the Irish groups and the, the Prince George. And, of course, we had the Frontier Apostles, the Irish Volunteers, volunteering, and, um, up in the Prince George area. And there's still uh, quite a number of, of Irish in the Prince George area. And we thought it was important for Nevada Vancouver to, to reach out to them. In Victoria, there's a lot of Irish in, in Victoria, but they're quite dispersed. And then, of course, the, the Burnaby and North Van would be supposed to try to cover the Vancouver area. But to, to answer your question, I would say British Columbia is a huge area. We're up in Kelowna as well. And what we found was that the, the Irish really settled in very well, and they loved the lifestyle over here, and they um, integrate fully and they become very active and very uh, positive members of, of the local communities and they go to all, and they work in all parts of life. So the biggest challenge, to be honest, um, Austin, that I found from the first year is communication. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have um, your radio show that the help along that way because if, if you send emails, you, you reach uh, some set of people, but not everybody um, reads their emails or can miss emails. Some people use Facebook and other people use Instagram and, and not everybody uses Twitter. So social media, it's, it's, it's a great advantage, but uh, it's quite challenging as well. And uh, it's something that I've been quite open about. You think people know what you're doing and what's happening. And as a matter of fact, uh, quite often, many people don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's our, our biggest challenge and it's... Uh, our actual strategy uh, for 2020 is not to do anything more, and because we're doing quite a lot at the moment from a objective point of view, but to try and communicate it more and to try and get the, the word out to the greater Irish community and to, and to the greater DC community in general. You mentioned that for the trade directory, there's approximately 90 businesses, Irish businesses, anxious to do uh, business in BC. Uh, are they Irish based, or is it a combination of Irish based, Canada based, BC based? It's. Uh, I think Ireland. We take a, a very collaborative approach to, to trade, so it's Irish based and uh, BC based. But it has helped to, to raise awareness of what's going on and. Um, we have been in touch, and I know the, the, the local Chamber of Commerce here has been in touch with the Yarnock Canada Business Association based in Dublin. And uh, I don't know if you know uh, Katie mm-hmm. but uh, 
I met with her when I was at home. Yep. And um, they are coming um, at the end of May. Uh, it's the first time we'll ever have an Ireland Canada Business Association visit to uh, to BC. They're coming to Vancouver. I think they're going to Calgary as well. And we're, we'll be doing our uh, preparations and helping the local Chamber of Commerce here uh, to, to make sure that that visit is successful as possible and uh, if it goes well there's talk that they may even come back every second year so uh, the more the merrier as far as we're concerned. Um, so then uh, you mentioned also that over the last 12 months when it came to the challenges of business that of course this time last year Brexit was very much an unknown and was having a major influence on every aspect of life relative to how Ireland was trying to position itself well Brexit is no longer an unknown. The consequences of it may be an unknown, but the result is not. That's true, and um, I suppose every cloud is a, a silver lining because um, I noticed as the year went on, last year in 2019, there was increasing awareness of the role of Ireland um, and the question of Ireland and how it, it would be affected by Brexit. So I've had a number of uh, speaking engagements, and there is more awareness now that that of Ireland's position, of Ireland's commitment to the EU, and um, certainly, the, as, as has been said, the Irish government's position is that uh, Brexit is, is bad for the EU, it's bad for Ireland, and it's bad for the UK. But we are where we are, and um, we will be certainly, and we have been sending out a clear message to uh, anybody that will listen, that Ireland is remaining in the EU, and it is. Um, an excellent uh, entry point for any Canadian company to go into the EU because we will be the only English-speaking common law country left in the EU, uh, which is the closest geographically and by time span to Canada. So um, it makes a big difference, uh, especially on this part of Canada, which uh, is, is, is three hours simply from Ontario mm-hmm. by time difference. We talked a fair bit about BC. I know some of your portfolio, it, it extends a little farther east. Does it include Alberta? Not at present, no. I mean, many of the other concepts here in Vancouver cover Western Canada. Some cover uh, four, four provinces. But at the moment, the decision was taken um, to concentrate on uh, getting the Vancouver office up and running, taking care of BC, and um, that's, that's where we're, we're at at the moment. And um, prepare, to be honest with you, Austin. <laughs> I'm delighted with that decision um, because I'd rather do uh, take care of British Columbia and Vancouver um, and do that right than, than be spreading resources. And uh, there's so many Irish here, and there's so much interest in uh, what Ireland is doing, where it's coming from, and where it's going to. That uh, I've got my hands full at the moment, even with. Uh, some excellent uh, staff here in the, the conference. And Frank, I think since you and I talked last also, there's been a direct flight has been established, if I'm correct, from Vancouver. There is um, Air Canada now. Um, I think, you know, it may have run before under Canada Rouge, uh, but uh, this year they brought in uh, a brand new um, airplane to, to help us. Well, not brand new, but it was an upgrade. And um, it flies directly from May to October from Vancouver to Dublin, and it's been uh, very successful. It's, it's filled all the time, and I'm in, uh, I've got to know uh, Serge Corbidale and James Downey from Air Canada uh, very well because we keep meeting, and meeting them again this week, and uh, we were trying to uh, push and make the, the business case that uh, perhaps they should uh, extend that to the full year because it, makes a, it does make such a big difference when you have direct flights. I mean, I went home myself. 
and the summer and break and you, know, you just get on the plane and nine hours later you, you get off in, in Dublin it's really is uh, like to make such a difference and make life so much easier indeed now you did mention and when we talk about business and the number of businesses that are anxious to do business in BC and uh, Western Canada uh, so a direct flight has tremendous benefits to that has there been much uh, growth in that area as you mentioned uh, the strategy over the last number of years of the Irish government had been to help Irish companies diversify and to look to North America but Canada since CETA has been established and, and ratified um, have you seen much growth from the Irish side to uh, Western Canada and vice versa? Um, well it's only the year now being honest so um I must say that we have um, great contacts and great support uh, under the trade side from the Enterprise Office in Toronto and the RDA Office in, uh, in Toronto. And uh, the officers there are over here, the representatives are here every uh, two or three months. And um, it's great to have them on board. But let, let's suppose I, I pick two examples on the education side and on the mining side. In the education side, last June, we had uh, five Irish Institutes of uh, Education um, from Carlo, Cork, Sligo, Athlone, and Galway and Mayo. And they came here, led by Enterprise Ireland, and, um, to, to draw the, the explore linkages with the uh, similar universities and colleges here. And um, that's been so successful that there's been uh, four visits that I'm aware of to Ireland, getting in with uh, Galway and Ailt, uh, Waterford with Cork, with Technical University Dublin, with Carlo, um, and I believe with Athlone as well. And there's now a five, or five or six agreements will hopefully be assigned, and um, even greater collaboration on the, the student exchange, faculty exchange, and the research side. It's kind of, it's a more and more of a momentum building up. Um, the second example I would give would be the mining and the exploration side, which. Uh, Vancouver is, is the centre, and I know you have my background, which is yourself, Austin. But there are over 250 firms, mining firms, in Vancouver. It's the, the, the set of uh, mining globally. So last year, the, the conflict originating, we had the, the first Irish delegation came over to the, uh, the Roundup Mining Conference, which is on this week, in, uh, again, in uh, Vancouver. And... Um, that was so successful that this year um, we have six Irish representatives in town on the mining side uh, from Geoscience Ireland and from our um, ICRAG, the Irish um, Earth Science Research Group. And um, Ireland is the first country in Europe to have a stand at the Roundup uh, conference. And we have a number of meetings this week um, with uh, BC Institute of Technology and with the University of British Columbia and, and, and others. And again, it's just a reflection of uh, two years ago, Ireland was not here at Roundup. Last year, it was our first time here, and this year, we have a stand, we're, we're, we're deepening our engagement, we're building up. Um, so, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it certainly, um, the, the whole trade, the level of interest and engagement is, is certainly going um, doubling, I would say, uh, from, from year to year on my limited time here to date on. Now Frank, you're just back, you mentioned you're back from um, being back in Ireland and I know at this time of the year you have the heads of mission from around the world, you come back in for a year. Um, 
uh, your shot in the arm and your debrief and all the rest of it. Um, an election is underway in Ireland, and I won't ask you to comment in any way on that. But um, as you look forward to the coming year, uh, is there anything that stands out that uh, is on the agenda that you're hopeful you can achieve? Well, certainly, um, the, f the first thing I must say is that it's a very bread and butter issue, to be honest with you, Austin, is at the moment we are in a temporary office. Um, it's a very small bit. It's in, we're based in with the uh, with the German consulate here in Vancouver. They have uh, ten offices. They were only using eight, so we were in, in the, the the last two offices in the consulate. But by June, we hope to have our own new permanent office. And uh, it's in uh, those of your listeners who may be aware of uh, Vancouver or no Vancouver. It's in West Pender and Turlo. It's the manualized building. And we will have um, a fine half a floor um, permanent new office. And it's a new model that's been tried uh, by the Irish Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. It'll be an Ireland House model. That, uh, and uh, one third of the space will be open to, uh, for representational purposes. We'll be using it for business meetings, business breakfasts, and it'll be open to the, uh, the Irish community to have events there. And... Um, Kind of talks and discussions and, and the odd cultural events, and um, we hope that this represents 